Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Obviously, Election Day coming up on Monday, municipal election, and uh, the uh, form research poll that everyone's talking about today is uh, certainly something that's, uh, I think, going to have some determination on what's going on. It essentially says there's a dead heat now for the mayor's race between Fred Eisenberger and Vito Scrow. 39% for uh, Fred Eisenberger, 38% for Vito Scrow. Uh, there were others in the race, obviously, but they're way, way down the list. Uh, the 50 mayoral candidates all polled about 12% collectively. So it's it's down to these two. Uh, which is rather surprising and rather interesting as we head into the final couple of days of the election. Uh, we're going to give you an opportunity, by the way, just a few minutes to weigh in on this. And I'll open the lines up uh, for your emails, your tweets, and, of course, your phone calls uh, for your thoughts about what's going on with the mayor's race and who you're going to be supporting or who you have supported. Maybe if you've advanced poll, uh, was whether you actually you cast your ballot. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. I want to get Henry Jasek, professor of political science at McMaster University, in on the conversation first of all, and then we'll go to your calls. Henry, thanks so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Okay, I'm happy to be here. Are you surprised by the numbers? I was getting a sense the last few days that uh, that the race was tightening between the two and that it maybe could go anyway. The one of the first things I'll say right off the top, of the 1,556 people interviewed by Forum, I was one of them. Oh, really? Yeah, I was called for the poll. So I, I, I'm always interested when I've been polled six or seven times already in, in this uh in this municipal uh, election race, and Forum was one of them. Your phone's so, ringing off the hook, Henry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, when they call here, yeah, you, my wife gets a little annoyed. She says, oh, God, there's another f- polling firm calling about the mayor's race. <laughs> but anyways, I like to see professionally. I just like to see what questions they're asking. Yeah, and, and what was it like then since we went through the process? They were thorough. They had more questions than any other pollster that's called me, and they were very thorough about And, of course, it just focused on the two main uh, candidates, as you mentioned, and uh, mainly about the LRT and how it would affect and how strongly I felt about things, about, will I, you know, and also whether I was likely to vote or not and how strongly I was certain I was going to vote. And So there was a lot of in- questions of what we saw about intensity, intensity to vote, intensity to support one candidate or another, and intensity of my views about the LRT, and then a bunch of demographic questions. I know that they like to brag, Forum Research, actually, that did the poll, bragging about the fact that they say are the, the most accurate firm in the business when it comes to predicting provincial election results. They've been pretty close on, on most of them. Because uh, there's a lot of people out there doing this stuff right now, Henry. And, right. This, and Forum does have some legitimacy. The Nanos polls, of right. course, on a national basis do, too. Right. So, so uh, you know, you, you can take this for what it's worth. I, I guess it's going to upset some people, probably, uh, you know, hearten a lot of other ones. But what's this do uh, when a poll like this comes out in the waning days of an election campaign? Well, I think it should make people more interested because what they're saying is your vote counts. If it's if it's very very close uh, like that, it, who knows? It could be one vote could decide it. Uh, you know, certainly. So uh, it, it it's quite possible. Uh, same thing true for the uh, councilor races. Uh, you know, uh, one vote could possibly do it. And I sometimes I like to talk to my students. I keep track over the years of different, uh, you know, uh, votes that have taken place and where where one vote did count. So that it happens from time to time. So, but it is very close. I hope this will get people out to vote. I hope we get at least forty percent of the population voting in this mayor in our municipal race on on Tuesday, on Monday. One of the questions. Well, I don't need to tell you, obviously, but uh, since you took part in the poll, uh, was about LRT and and the priorities. Uh, uh, and and I know that at least one candidate, uh, Fred Eisenberger, has said through the course of this campaign that he doesn't think LRT is the most important issue. There's other things to be talking about. Clearly, that's not what the uh, the poll says, though. Yeah, I think people have focused on it. Uh, because, 
you know, still they think it's it's an open question. I think what Mayor Fred probably is saying that we've already really made this decision. We started it. We should focus on other things. I can understand why he's saying that uh, because of, you know, his commitment and he's put so much time and effort into it and he just wants to move on to other issues. Uh, but, you know, there's still... There are a whole bunch of people say, well, I'm really not sure we should just view this as a done deal. Let, let's go back to it and see what's going to happen and, uh, and, and lo- really look at uh, the possibilities one last time. So it's, uh, it is, it's come that way. And it's, uh, you know, transit, transit's an, an important issue. And we just know in our area here we're going to get more, we have more congestion uh, we can just, and we're getting more people coming in, especially in the lower city. We're gonna, we're gonna have all sorts of condos being built, and uh, we all know the thing is that uh, from West Toronto westward, people are just moving. Uh, as you go away from West End Toronto, the housing becomes more affordable. It's just not really affordable in Toronto anymore. So people go from Toronto to Peel, then that's too expensive. They go into Halton, which is Oakville and Burlington, still too expensive, and they just move on into into, into Hamilton. And we're, uh, you know, that we're just going to get more and more people because of simply the, the prices uh, east of us. And uh, we're going to have more congestion, and we're going to have to figure out how to do it. And it's going to be true up in, up in East Flamborough and Waterdown. It's, uh, we've, we've just have to be proactive, I think, because we're just going to have more and more people here. And we're just going to become a more and more important city because of all these people. It's interesting to see how this ranks, of course, in the priorities. And, and right. I, I'm, I wasn't surprised by it, frankly, Henry, no. because I've, I've heard this on the show Right. Uh, at least for the last year, year and a half. And, and I think why we still have this LRT hangover is because a lot of the people that, that call in or have tweeted or whatever uh, are, are upset that they didn't have a say in this issue uh, mm-hmm. because it's never been on a referendum. And, and even I know that some people will say, well, you know, the last election was the referendum. Not really, because there had been no provincial commitment at that stage, no money on the table. And if you recall, uh, Fred Eisenberger's position on LRT last year was to strike a citizens panel, and he says we'll see what they say. Mm-hmm. And then you had Brad Clark that wanted bus rapid transit, and of course Brian McCaddy was the advocate for for the LRT mm-hmm. thing out, out and out. So that was still very much up in the air right now. Uh, at least it was four years ago. Now it's there. Now the money's on the table. And I guess the wild card in this whole thing, of course, is, is Doug Ford's assertion that look at if you don't want it, you can have the money for something else. Yeah, and that uh, throws that in. I guess my, my my view, and of course, many voters may disagree with me. I don't really think that a referendum or people, you know, voicing at any one point in time what we ought to do is the right thing. I think the best thing is that listen to the candidates. Who seems to, you know, uh, you know, have the values and the and the intelligence about issues and the thoroughness, and you vote them in. I I basically trust good people when we elect them. So I. I, I think the best thing is vote for the person who you think is best for mayor and counselor, and then trust their judgment. Of course, you can contact them and tell them what you think about things. But, th- you know, you've been on council, so you know things are very, very complicated. And so you really need somebody who can really dig into it. The average voter simply doesn't have the time or the ability to dig into all the ins and outs, especially when you're doing dealing with these very, very big, expensive issues where a lot of money's on the table, where there's a lot of impacts on people. Uh, yeah, you just have to, I think the best thing is go for the best people and, and just uh, trust them to, you know, work work things out for you. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I've always asserted that, look, that's their job. Right. I mean, that's why we put them right. in there in the first place. Right. And, and, and I know the people that will hear that and they'll say, well, that means that you don't want to hear public input. Sure you do. Sure you do. You want to hear what the people think. That's why they're knocking on doors right now. That's why they have phone numbers. And, and you can contact them and tell them how your views are. But and ultimately, though, it's got to be the elected representatives that make the decision because they are the ones that are controlling the money, and that's why we put them in there. They're, they're the ones that decide on policy. We can't have referendums on everything that's going to be contentious, or we're never going to get anything done. That's exactly right. And this is something, for example, this issue's been boiling for a long time. And, you know, there's all twists and turns and new things coming up and new consequences you start to thinking about. And uh, it's, it's an extraordinarily complicated issue. It's extraordinarily, uh, I mean, I like to listen to people. I have my own mind, but I like to listen to people on all sides. And it's amazing, even for people on both sides, they often have different reasons why they come to the same position, whether yes or no. So I'm always interested if a person tells me I'm yes or I'm no, and I'm, you know, what, what's your reasons for? And I'm always very interested to hear the reasons. So it's a very, very complicated issue. This is going to be an interesting election, not just for the mayor's race, but for so many others. Uh, those that are always saying, look, it's always the same old people and the same old faces, and they do the same old thing. Uh, some of those people may get elected. There have been some long-term veterans, of course, on council, and I think most of them are probably in pretty good shape to get reelected. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be new faces, and, and new faces mean new ideas, and, and who knows how that's going to impact council. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct about that. I agree with that 100%. I mean, you know, especially in some of the downtown wards and with the redistribution, right. uh, people running in different wards right now, it's, it is like a new ball game. Yeah, and one thing that's also, two things that I would say just really interests me, uh, I've, I've seen some of the counselors and some people trying to waffle on this issue. Uh, you know, you ask them about the LRT. Well, I'm not necessarily against it or for it. Uh, it's not a priority. And you know what happens? Voters on both sides get so angry at this. They know when, when, a, when a counselor is, uh, you know, when a candidate is waffling and sitting on the fence. And I just, you know, you, and they, you get, they now are getting hit by both sides. Maybe the per- candidate thought, well, I'll be a smart guy. I'll try to confuse them or I'll try to fuzz the issue and try to finesse it and get my way through. I find voters, they know they're being finessed. And they are really upset about counselors who don't take a, a clear stand and seem to have a, have, have a, a reasoned position about it. So I, that tells me, I mean, the voters are really into this. A lot of voters are really into this, paying close attention to what the candidates are saying. And, you know, I think this is really good. I really, I really like it when the citizens are engaged in an election like this. Oh, it's fabulous. And, and yeah. for those that say, well, I don't have enough information, well, then you're not paying attention because it's available. You can go to the city website. You can go to the Metrolink's website. You can get all the numbers you want. You can see what the plan is supposed to be, how much it's going to cost, how much snow clearing is going to cost. It's all there for you. Right. And if there's anybody knocking on your door this weekend and says, I, well, I'm not really sure, then you know what? They don't deserve your vote. Because they haven't done their homework and they don't deserve to be on council. This this issue has been vetted and debated time right. and time again. It's it's time to either put up or shut up, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think I think at this point, anybody running for office needs to have a clear position on the LRT. I mean, it's an eight. We've been talking about this for eight to ten years, and you're right. There's so much information out there. So many candidates have talked about it. The city has provided stuff, and there's a lot of groups have. I mean, I'm paying attention to I. I uh, to a lot of the business groups, a lot of the developers, a lot of people who who come in and bought land and they're making decisions about what they're going to do, and you know, and you have some, you know, you having a lot of pe- a lot of the not surprisingly the business community and, and labor unions as well are very strongly in favor of it because they made a calculation that this is going to 
be economic prosperity for the city. They may be right, they may be wrong, but that's a calculation they've made, and, they're, and they've talked about it, and they're talking to people about why they're doing this, and a lot of them have put a lot of money into, into this, uh, you know, one way or another. And so I'm, I'm trying to pay it, you know, listen to those people. I'm surprised they haven't got quite as much uh, publicity for their views uh, as I expected they might be you know i'm talking about the chamber of commerce and the realtors and the unions and some and and you know they know on an issue like that i would have i would have suspected that uh, people would have heard a bit more about them but uh any event that's they, they i think they should have worked much harder to try to explain their positions what about voter attitudes henry you and i have talked about what's gone on in the last couple of years i mean there's a guy in the white house right now that's got zero political experience and, mm-hmm. and the country voted for him uh, we have a premier in this province that has minimal political experience, one term on council, and he had actually had the worst attendance record of council while he was there, but he's, he's the premier of the province. Uh, does, that, does that filter down to the municipal level? Where are voters angry enough with the system to, to start to, to cleanse, uh, for instance, Hamilton City Hall? And Toronto was going through the same thing, but let's focus on the Hamilton situation. Uh, you know, that's a great question, and I just saw an Ipsos repoll that uh, I got came across my computer yesterday, and uh, it's, it said that looking at people, this is people in Canada in general, but I think it applies to the province and to the city. It's, there's a lot of people who are satisfied with a lot of things that are going on in Canada, but there's a lot of people who say, listen, we have a lot of problems. Change is happening quickly. I'm unhappy. And then what it does is it makes them more open to people who've never, who have no political experience or have what seemingly are radical views about politics that makes them willing to vote for those type of people. And I said, yeah, that's not only true in Canada, that's <laughs> the President of the United States, it's the Premier of the province, and uh, it may or may not happen here. But voters are open to something new because there's, there's, there's a lot of people who will feel threatened and upset by the amount of change. And we're having a lot of change in Hamilton. Uh, some of it's, for some people it's good, for some people it's bad. But it's really opened up the minds of people that this is not politics as usual. We're into a situation where things are changing quickly and you've got to assess what's the best way to deal with these changes. And we have to elect the people who can basically think through these rapid changes and figure out what's best for our city. And, and we tend to, I know i got about 30 seconds left, right. we tend to look at big picture items like LRT and right. uh, you know economic development, whatever the case might be. But then you start knocking on doors like many candidates have. And and I find out that uh, you know someone so voted for that candidate there because you know what they delivered a blue box to them when they called for it or you know they got yeah. my snow shoveled uh, one day when the plow missed it or something like that. So be- different people have different priorities. That that's right. People have all sorts of different issues, and that's right. It's a complex you know comp- a complex array of issues, and yeah, vote. Voters need to do their homework when they vote, but they should certainly do that, and they certainly should vote. Henry, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this today. Okay, very good. Good talking to you, Bill. Take care. Henry Jason, of course, political science professor from McMaster University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.